Now we have a, um, instead of reading the scripture tonight, we're going to look at it. So if you'd like to look at the screen, we're looking at um, an encounter that um, a woman had with Jesus. What happened? Wicked adulterers! Oh, Jesus, Cena! She's a sinner, an adulteress. She's got to be punished according to the law. Take her to the master. Master, what should we do? This woman has been caught in the act of adultery. She should be punished according to the law. What do you say? Answer, Master. We want to know your opinion. Yes, tell us. Is it right to kill her? He among you who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. your accusers. Is there anyone here who's condemned you? Uh, no. No one. Then neither do I condemn you. Uh, Go. And sin no more. little encounters of Jesus with people because I think they show us who Jesus really is. It also shows us what we're all like and it also shows us what we could be like. Now let's have a look at the people in this story. Let's have a look at the rulers or the teachers of the law. They would be the ones with the stones in their hands. Because the law said that if a woman was caught in the act of adultery, that her punishment was to, to be stoned. So they were correct. They really didn't care about this woman and they didn't actually care about the sin 
and they weren't at that moment particularly caring about that particular law. The whole point of this whole encounter was to trap Jesus into saying something that they could accuse him of and get him out of the way. So there was no pure motive in anything that they were doing. And I love the way that Jesus just nonchalantly draws in the dirt while all this is going on. It's not easy to, to just not let something affect you when others are carrying on like that, but Jesus was absolutely a picture of peace, wasn't he? Just drawing in the sand. Now, we don't know what he was drawing in the sand, and that obviously is, is up to Jesus. But whatever it was, it had, had an effect. These guys were using this woman as a pawn because the law actually said that both people, and the last time I looked about it, adultery involved two people. The last, um, as they brought this woman to, to Jesus, they'd obviously let the man go. So they weren't interested in the law at this particular time. They were interested in using this woman as the pawn in their game of power and prestige. To them, Jesus was a threat because Jesus was bringing all this new teaching and all these new miracles and all this new power and they didn't like it. They didn't believe he was from God and they certainly didn't believe that his religion or his teaching was aligned with the teaching of Moses in the Old Testament. And so we look at them and they have judgment and they have anger and they have deceit and they have an absolute inability to accept Jesus for who he was. And then we look at the woman and that last frame of her face when Jesus is looking into her eyes. This is a woman who obviously had been looking for love in all the wrong places. We don't know any more about her except that this was uh, a particular sin that she got caught in. You can see by a little bit by the way she was dressed that perhaps that was a lifestyle that she was used to. She was looking for love. That was her big, her big life journey, looking for love, looking for acceptance. Perhaps she didn't have a man in her life and that was the way of gaining attention for her. We don't know. But we do know that to the Pharisees and teachers of the law, this woman was a piece of trash. This woman was a pawn in their game. This woman meant nothing to them and they were very willing to stand there and to throw stones at her to kill her. And then we look at Jesus in this situation. He diffused it beautifully, didn't he? Number one, he didn't get angry and he didn't react. He just rode in the dirt. Number two, he looked at the men and the situation and he weighed up very quickly what their motive was. 
Their motive was not about upholding the law at all. Their motive was to trick Jesus into saying something that they could accuse him of and get rid of him. Now, if Jesus told these men to stone the woman, he would be upholding the law, but his whole preaching about love would be absolutely demolished. If he told these these men not to stone her, then he was not upholding the law and he could be challenged for that. So this is how he copes with the whole situation. He says, go ahead and stone her. That's what the law says. Go ahead and stone her. But let me add this. Let the one who doesn't have any sin throw the first stone. And what Jesus did was called them out on their own personal agenda. He recognised what they were doing. He recognised what they were trying to do to her and to him and to the crowd around. And beautifully, without malice, but with great wisdom, he, d- he absolutely demolishes their argument. If you have no sin, you can throw the first stone. You saw what happened. They dropped their stones one by one and went away. There was going to be no stoning on this turf today outside the temple. And then we're left with the woman and with Jesus. Now it's interesting, Jesus doesn't give her a whole Bible study lesson, does he? He doesn't give her an explanation of the law. He doesn't tell her uh, why he did what he did. He doesn't explain that she's a terrible, terrible, shocking woman and that her lifestyle stinks and she was no good and she deserved whatever it was that she was going to get. He did none of that. He simply asks her, is there anyone here left to condemn you? In other words, is there anyone who hasn't sinned that can point their finger at you? And she says, no one. And here are Jesus' beautiful words that only Jesus Christ could utter to a human being. Then neither do I condemn you. Why could he say that? Because in a few short weeks, he would be on a cross carrying the sin of this woman, carrying the sin of those teachers of the law, carrying their sins of the past, the present and the future. And so he was the only one who had the authority to say, then neither do I condemn you. Because at that moment, Jesus was the spirit and the letter of the law in one. And then he says to her, Go, and then he adds, but don't sin anymore. And in those 
few words, he is saying to her, I don't condemn you, but neither do I condone what you were doing. It's not okay to sin. It's not okay to sin. And let me tell you that adultery is no different to any other sin. Sin is sin. Telling a lie is, is sin. Stealing is sin. Sin is sin. There are not degrees. Sin is sin. And all sin separates us from the love of God. That's what the Bible teaches us. But what sin also does, and we can see beautifully in that story, well, it's not actually, it's pretty ugly in that story, is that sin separates us from people. Sin closes off our heart of of compassion to other people and and causes us to become self-righteous. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees were renowned for being self-righteous. They were good, everyone else was useless. They knew everything, everyone else was not good enough. And Jesus was not good enough for them. Jesus was not saying the right things that they thought he should be saying. And they wanted him to be put away. And they got their way eventually. Jesus didn't condemn but neither did he condone. Jesus forgave on the spot. That's the difference that Jesus' teaching of the law brought to earth was the spirit of the law called grace. And we read in the Gospels that Jesus' teaching fulfilled the whole of the law in two things. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbour as yourself. That's what the spirit of the law is, love. And so in sending them away and helping them to realise that they had sin in their lives too and that there was no difference from their sin to her sin, But in saying to her, go, but don't sin anymore, he was saying to her, I forgive you, you're free to go, but let me assure you, there's no fun in that life of sin, there's no hope in that life of sin, there's no freedom in that life of sin. Only a life without sin is a life worth living. And only an encounter with Jesus can bring that about. We can't do it ourselves. And so as we look at this this story that that has always been dear to my heart, because I guess I I feel sometimes that I'm like that woman. Feel like you ever felt like you've just been rammed up against the wall and the stones are just kind of come at you any second. And you just want someone, anyone to intervene. And Jesus does. Jesus does for all of us. He comes and he says, I love you. I can see what you've done. I know your past. I know what you've done. I don't condone what you've done, but I don't condemn you either. I forgive you. 
And he looks at the Pharisees and he says to them, well, he doesn't say it out loud, but you know what he's thinking. But he says to them, you guys, you guys are on the same level as this woman because you guys have sin in your lives too. And sin is sin. Sin separates us from each other and sin separates us from God. Why else would Jesus Christ give his life to die on a cross to take the sin of the world upon his shoulders? Because that's how devastating and irreversible sin is. You know what? All of us need an encounter with that same Jesus, whether we've been a Christian 55 years or five minutes, because sin is sin. Sin separates us from God and from each other. And Jesus says to us, I don't condone you and I don't condemn you. I forgive you. Just don't, don't do it anymore. All of us have got stuff that we, that we do that we know isn't right. All of us have got habits that we're just so used to doing because that's what we've always done or it's the way we cope. And we know it's not good for us. But Jesus doesn't stand there and say, I condemn you. You're a waste of space. You're hopeless. He says, I don't condone what you're doing. I know all about it, but I love you anyway. And I want you to, to get up, go forward and stop doing it. Be free. Can't do it in your own strength. You can only do it with an encounter with Jesus and his grace inside you. And so tonight, I have a song that, that I'd like you to watch and it's a song, the reason why we're, we're listening to it is because the singer and writer of this song died in a plane crash at the age of 28 and he had, this song was his testimony about love breaking through and you might know Marsha Hines' versions, there's lots of versions but this is the original one and this is his testimony and I'm wondering tonight if someone else needs a breakthrough of God's love in their heart. You know these stones that, that uh, we talked about and Paula happened to have some which I thought was amazing. We look at these stones and the Pharisees were going to throw them but you know what? We can throw stones at ourselves just as much as at anybody else. And in this song, you'll see a, lot, a lyric that says that only Jesus rolled the stone from my heart. We can have a stone-filled heart because of all the hurt that we've endured. So as we listen to this song, I want you to think about, are there any stones in your life? Are there stones that have been thrown at you that have hurt you so much that your heart is now blocked, closed, 
because you don't want to get hurt anymore. And there's unforgiveness in there. Is there a stone that you've wanted to throw at someone and maybe you haven't because of sin but you're still holding on to the sin? Or maybe you've been like a Pharisee and thrown a stone or two and your judgment is just as bad as theirs. Place of Prayer is here tonight. And I invite you to come and to pick up a stone. May it represent to you whatever's going on in your life. But maybe you want to give your stone to Jesus tonight as a, a symbol, a way of saying, hey, I don't want to throw stones or I'm giving you the stones that have been thrown at me or take the stone away from my heart, whatever God is saying to you tonight. I invite you to come and to take a stone and to give it to Jesus. Lay it on the mercy seat or on the holiness table and say, Jesus, take my stones. Take my stones because no one else can. Trying to build a highway to the sky All my hopes would come tumbling down And I never knew just why Until today when you pull